Hello and welcome here to Let's Talk Retouching, where we talk with industry professionals about interesting topics. Today, we are going to continue our conversation with Jerry Kingsley, the photographer from Canada, and we will talk about different fields of retouching, how you can brand yourself and also how you can find your style. And then we will briefly go over different business models in retouching as well. So let's get into our conversation part two. So yeah, in terms of the skill set uh, as a retoucher in the commercial world, we now talk a lot about on how important the communication skills are. And I want to touch a little bit on um, the different fields of uh, the retouching industry. So there are quite some jobs um, or let's say different different fields of photography and retouching uh, in the commercial world. Also, there's um, editorial, which I wouldn't even consider commercial or advertising. Uh, then we have the advertising campaigns, which could be um, beauty images. It could be corporate images. Um, so the going back to what we talked earlier, and do we need a style? It depends a little bit on uh, how you want to specialize. Do you just want to work in one field? Do you only want to work in beauty and stuff like this? Or do you want to work in different fields do you want to do ad campaigns so what are your what are your opinions on on um yeah on how the requirements are uh, for retouchers uh and maybe even photographers to work in such different fields yeah um i i think you know it, it never pays off to be a jack of all trades that's one thing that i've learned over time and, it, and it's a hard thing to learn because everybody kind of wants they want work they want to be busy. They want to be getting clients. And uh, even I know a lot of photographers that will shoot anything from weddings to commercial to corporate to babies and that. And usually it's consistently just mediocre. Um, you know, you have to you have to niche yourself. I'd say like if you're if you're doing more than three different styles, you're going to be overextending yourself. It's hard to be uh, to be an expert in three things. You know, a specialization is exactly that. It's specializing in one thing. You know, imagine if I was a doctor and I said, you know, I'm a doctor that specializes in in newborns and old people and in palliative care and cardio. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, you're not going to want to see that doctor because you're going to want to see the, the cardiologist that specializes in the one thing. Um, so, but it's hard when you're trying to find work and you're trying to make a living and people are coming at you. Well, hey, I got this uh, this job for architectural, uh, you know, retoucher. And then I have a product retoucher and then I have beauty. And you're like, well, I want to work. I need to make money to pay my bills. Uh, but at the same time, you're you're somewhat doing yourself a disservice. If you can focus on what you enjoy doing and keep refining your work, then eventually the work will come to you because you you will you will basically every all the experience you gain will be compounded over time and you will separate yourself from everybody else around you because you're gonna have that higher and higher quality look. You'll be more experienced. It's a hard thing to do and a hard thing for people to learn, but it's like you have to buckle down. The work will come, but it takes time. You know, it takes three years to be to build a to usually for most businesses starting out. So if you're a retoucher listening and you're like, well, I want to start being a retoucher tomorrow, 
don't plan on turning a profit for three years. You know, that's yes. just a reality of any, read any basic business book and that's the way it is. So first thing is be passionate about what you want to do and focus and do the work that you want to do. Market yourself to the, to the photos you want to take. Um, if you want to be a beauty retoucher, cosmetic retoucher, then do that. But then don't apply those stylistic things to uh, corporate headshots, you know, or or, yeah. or journalistic work. It's like you got to be consistent. If this is your style, then focus on that industry and that genre. You know, and also along these lines, um, I find it quite important. Like, let's say someone is starting out. Um, there's nothing wrong with uh, starting out and taking jobs in different fields, but um, it's not a thing on what you put on your website and your portfolio. So I would recommend if you get a job because someone is asking you, you can do that, but you don't have to tell anyone uh, because it makes you look like, okay, he's doing everything uh, for everyone and probably to very low rates. So uh, you can do these jobs, but I would recommend uh, sitting down, working on your portfolio in your free time or depending on how you you're uh, trying to get in into the field of retouching and uh, maybe you have a day job so work on the side and trying to uh, get good images to work on building reports already with photographers who might eventually come up and give you paid work and um, also uh, when it comes to educating um, your retouching skills it's it's something you just mentioned is um Even if you are in uh, working on 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 people images, um, don't go full into beauty retouching and expect to work for a client like yours who has an editorial look and cinematic look and try to to apply that uh, to this work. Um, so you have to obviously get the experiences and in, in the fields you want to work in. It, probably wouldn't harm to look into different fields as well to understand how um, how one is different from the other and how the expectations of clients might be different. So that experience is probably worth a lot. Um, and also to what I found is when, when learning something and when learning skills is we tend to overdo it, do it and do not uh, respect Uh, the images or the, the boundaries uh, for the field we are working in. And that also, I, I mean, I see it a lot and you probably also see it a lot uh, with portraiture. So uh, there are a lot of people learning about, okay, there's high-end retouching or there are certain, um, these blurring techniques uh, and they trying to apply it to regular portraiture or for their wedding images and stuff like this. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's hard to, I, I don't know, uh, it's hard to, it is hard to, uh, understand what is quality and you don't need to apply every tool that is in your tool set for, uh, for a certain category of work you are working on. Yeah, absolutely. Like I'll just, uh, for the first part of what you were saying. So yeah, you know. And when I say that you should have one style or, or stick to that, it's like when you're starting out, first you have to figure out what your style is. You have to figure out what you like doing. I remember when I first started out in photography, I started doing astrophotography just for fun. 
Then you start, okay, somebody asks you to do a wedding. Somebody asks you to do this, this, and that. I didn't just, you know, make a Facebook page. The next day I was interested in photography and called myself a business and posted everything. I was just doing things for fun. And I eventually, I was, I, I found the path of, I figured out, you know, where I was basically kind of shown what I was good at. I was, I was good at taking portraits of people, you know, at the time I, I, I thought, oh, wildlife would be really cool. Landscape was pretty cool. But every time I would, tr I would take pictures of people, I would get better and better. And I just kind of, I naturally just organically went into that, into that genre. And I just figured out, okay, this is what I'm good at. This is what I'll do. But you have to get to that point. And, um, and it's the same thing with retouching too. It's like, there's going to be some that are exceptionally, uh, like it's, let's say if you're a retoucher, you could probably span a few different genres. Like if you're a portrait retoucher, you could probably uh, do beauty and and uh, and editorial and advertising and, and test looks and stuff like that. And you could probably cover a lot of bases because it's all people. But the point, but the point you always have to remember is you have to know when is appropriate to use uh, uh, different style approaches. You know, a cosmetic shoot is not the same as an editorial shoot. And one thing that I see that's happening today is people uh, are going to social media, they're seeing all these, you know, really heavy handed retouched images on yes. all these community sites like F stoppers and Instagram. And they think, okay, this is what I have to do. So they think I have to do beauty cosmetic retouching for, for my niece's uh, first grade uh, graduation photos. And I have to do it for editorial and I have to do it. They just blankets blanket using these, these heavy handed methods for everything. And what that ha when that happens, it just, your the work looks ridiculous and they have a hard time getting work and they say well why my images are amazing I said well yeah but they're using in the for the improper industry like when i you know i'll I'll do my my cinematic stuff you'll see on my website but a lot of what i do i actually uh work with a lot of uh uh, uh science and research companies i go and i document in a journalistic way of people that are visiting these uh these laboratories and that i don't post a lot of this stuff but those images are minimally retouched. It's like a bit of contrast because they have to remain uh, fairly undoctored because they're being used in archive in a historical context. If they were to hire a photographer or a retoucher to work on these photos and they went full glam, freaking beauty cosmetic on it, they're probably not going to have a job for too long. Either, either they're going to push the client into a style that they shouldn't be in because they don't understand the industry and the client might not even understand. Uh, they might just think, oh, these are good. Um, or they're going to lose a client, right? And they're going to have a hard time getting business. Yes. So it's it's important to understand uh, when it's appropriate to use certain uh, certain tools in your toolbox. That's all they are. Yeah. Everything is a tool. Yeah, I also like to compare it uh, in terms of uh, editorial work. So you might see um, beauty work and fashion work in Vogue, El Bazaar, and sometimes there are uh, quite creative when it comes to retouching and the expectations are much different than it is in the commercial advertising world where uh, it is not acceptable to have heavy grades and have uh, unnatural skin tones and stuff like this. So um, yeah, it is like the field you are working in has different demands on how the stuff is delivered and also in advertising it's much more important to um, know stuff about the printing and the color spaces that are printable and the skin tones uh, which are supposed to look good in print uh, in much more compressed color spaces and stuff like this 
So that's another tool set I would say is uh, is quite needed to to work on such stuff. Um, and it's not necessarily the photographer's stuff to uh, or um, skill set to know about all these color technical. It's basically just the technical side of of imagery. Um, Photoshop printing and stuff like this. So um, I wouldn't necessarily say a photographer has to know about that, but as a retoucher uh, who is bridging the gap to the printing media uh, or the graphic designer, um, that's something I, I would say uh, is your job as a retoucher to understand and also like looking into the other fields um, and the connected fields. So we, we've talked about um, looking into the photography side. And I would also recommend as a retoucher to look into uh, when you when you actually want to do advertising to look into the graphic design work and understand how they work and how their expectations are on images. Do they need CMYK? How do I transfer from one color space to another without messing things up and all that stuff, um, which I, I think is not, I mean, you might correct me, but I think it's not necessarily uh, in today's world for a photographer to know about all that um, because most of our stuff goes into the web or it's getting handed over to an agency who's taking care of it or a retoucher who does take care of it. Yeah, exactly. And that's one thing that I've even struggled myself ending because because we're not we're, we're used to putting everything to web now so under most photographers that i know have no concept of color space they have no idea about dpi or ppi they don't know the differences they don't know you know they don't even know that most print publications well pretty much anything that's going to be in print magazine is going to be cmyk you know and if you were if you're working in rgb in 1998 and you're uh, doing a straight, if I were to do a straight conversion to CMYK, it, you know, the, the whole image, it turns like, like more like a grays, like a, a desaturated, like low contrast. And you, then you have to compensate for that. But a lot of times they don't know what they're doing. They just like, or, or they won't even know they'll do it in RGB.98. Sometimes graphic designers don't even know in some cases, or they know, but they don't tell the photographer retoucher. They take RGB.98, flip it to CMYK, send it to print without checking it. And then a photographer retoucher like, well, what the, what the hell? Yeah. This isn't what I. This is what I made. Why'd you do? Why'd you ruin it? And it was just because you know, people aren't aren't knowledgeable or they're not working together. And it comes back to communication. They don't know. Yeah, they right. don't know what the difference is. You know, right. and that comes back to like it's totally different for a wedding photographer. And that's why I always I always look. I see wedding photographers jump into commercial and marketing and advertising sure. and not have this this knowledge. And they run into all these problems like you know they don't have contracts they don't have agreements they don't have creative briefs they don't know how to how to communicate with these companies and they just say oh we'll make some cool pictures and uh, all of a sudden they run into all these problems afterwards you know right, right. Uh, because they didn't have the knowledge and that's the 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 main difference is and uh, working b2b and b2c basically it's a much different approach on how to deal with your clients and also uh, when it comes to like these color and printing stuff is uh um so I, I have been working in, in the print industry for printing manufacturers uh, for quite some years. And it's, it, it is quite a confusing uh, topic. So a, a lot of people think about printing their work and they have a, a big printer, uh, maybe wedding photographer or whatever. And they, they are good because they can print in RGB. And even if they have a printer that has CMYK colors, it doesn't mean it does accept CMYK color space. So it still might be working with uh, RGB color profiles and that makes things easier. And they have much wider gamut when it's so different from 
a pre-press workflow where you have pre-flights and all that stuff and yeah uh color alignment is different because you're not printing dots you yeah you're making um basically sheets of color and laying them over and uh, yeah it's it's a whole other game and yeah and that's where it comes down to uh why do people have these because there's no education platform that actually there's no like i don't know of any schools that have retouching courses i i you know I, i've never heard of any at least not in canada um you know no colleges universities are teaching this on campus they're not teaching how to you know like like i say well, what's the difference between b2b or b2c for your people who don't know it's business working business to business or business to client two different different arenas in terms of even how you approach them and how you speak to them and how you and your workflow surrounding them and uh, none of this is being taught by anywhere so so people will say oh, i'm interested in photography i want to make money on the side or eventually make this to a career and they just you know go online and and find whatever information is available and the information as 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 you know is is varied you know there's some yeah. really good content and there's some really bad advice too um sure. you know almost 50 50 you know, but if you fall into the lower 50 half from the bad advice, you know, you're, you're, you're really not, uh, doing, uh, really, uh, you're not, you're going to have a hard time running a business. Yeah. And this was the second part of our interview with Jerry Kingsley. Please subscribe to our channel. If you haven't already to follow up with the upcoming videos where we talk with industry professionals about retouching. If you like the content we are providing in these videos, please hit the like button. And if you have any questions whatsoever, don't hesitate to ask in the comments. We will answer to the best of our abilities and I'll see you in the next video.